Hello and welcome to the Home Record Podcast. I am I'm Alex. That's who I am. And there I'm joined are. as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, the lovely Monique. Monique, how are you? Hi, I'm good. I thought you were gonna just say my wife. Since we were just simplifying it. Well, you are my wife. Down. Yeah, I'm yes. trying to take the wrestling stuff yeah. out of it. I, I mean, I've been away from it now and out of it for so long. And I'm like, you know, I'm trying to just trying to kind of transition away from that whole deal. And it was fun while I did it. I loved every second of it, obviously. And it brought me to you and everything. But uh, it's kind of like. Time to turn the page. T- yeah, thank you. That's the best way of putting it, I guess. So, yeah, just just Alex is good. That's it. Golden Greek, whatever. It's, you know. You'll always be the golden one. I guess. Whatever that is, whatever that means, it was all for fun. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Chapter, we're still fun. Yeah, we're, I, I like to think so anyway. I don't know. That's all that matters is we think we're fun. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, we're coming up now on my favorite time of the year. I just had my birthday. Which, yes. Which whatever. I, that's not why. We're not birthday usually, people. Usually, though, my birthday, right after my birthday, is when this time of year starts. Horror we're, movie time. We're, we're getting into the into the fall. Like it's really starting. You know, the, the temperatures changing. Days are getting shorter. Pretty soon, we're gonna be turning the clocks back. I hate the daylight savings time. I'm not a fan of that. When we turn them ahead, when we turn them back, I don't like it at all. Just leave it alone for crying out loud. But we're coming into that time of year, and now it's time to start putting on some long pants, some wearing some t-shirts and sweaters, and not so much the tank top and shorts weather anymore. I love tank top and shorts weather, being barefoot. Me too. And it's it's time to start watching horror movies, like you said a yeah. minute ago. We're getting we're getting close to Halloween, and this is like the time. I mean, yeah, we watch horror movies whenever we feel like it, but this is like when it's yeah, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. This is the time. So yeah, we're just this is like my favorite time of year we're coming up on now, and so yeah, I just feel pretty good about that. Which is why, also why, the last two weeks we did movie review shows, and and we we were we had the pleasure of having your brother hang out with us, which was cool. Yeah. So it was kind of like, Jay's going to be here. Let's watch movies. Like, whatever. We don't get a lot of times that we can hang out because of our schedules. So it's like the rare moments and opportunities we can take to just hang out and have fun. We want to do that. Yeah. And it was fun. It was a blast. It was was a really good time. So hopefully people enjoyed that and and were were cool with it. And if not, hey, you know, we don't do it every week. But we did did have a, a two week streak going <laughs> where it was just movies yeah. and you know we're gonna do more of that stuff in the future like that's just kind like of having fun it's kind of what we've always done is just kind of what we want what we want so if you're still hanging out for that thank we appreciate you. it thank you very much and you know sp- speaking of that let's get our plugs out of the way mm-hmm. and then we can just you know kind of get into talking and sure. whatever if people wanted to find us on social media we have twitter and that's it and what is our twitter handle at Homewrecker Pod. We also have a website where you can go and find all the episodes, show notes, and everything like that. And that is homewreckerpodcast.com. There it is. And individually, we each have social media. My, I'm at the Alex Ariad on Twitter, but I, I very rarely go on there. Uh, I think I went on there once the other once day, the other day uh, because you had, had said, you know, wanted me to check something, and I did, and I retweeted it, and that was like, 
the extent of my Twitter. I, I, but I, I have to say, I scrolled down the time I made the mistake. I scrolled for a few seconds, and then a few seconds turned into five minutes, and I went, ah, I got to stop. I got to get off this thing. Time suck. Done. And so I haven't been on since then. So I, I have one, and rarely I will check it, but not very often. So if you want to find me or hear me or whatever me, it's really on this podcast, and that's about it. And that's how I like it. You got to go through me if you want to talk to him, okay? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and what about you? What is your social media? You can find me on social media for Inner Standings Hypnosis at Monique P-C-H-T. And just for my regular stuff for the podcast and my Tarot by Monique website, just normal stuff, it's at underscore Monique Giselle underscore. There you have it. Mm-hmm. And the website? For Innerstandings Hypnosis, pretty easy. Innerstandingshypnosis.com. And for Tarot by Monique, tarotbymonique.com. I try to make it easy. It's the best way to be. Yeah. Best way to be. Yes. Simple and easy. Yes. And for me, Alex Arionfitness.com, which if you go there now, it's going to say, what was it, like under, under construction, construction or something? Or yeah, something. I'm revamping it because I, I was looking at it and I, I wasn't happy with it. So yeah. going to kind of redo that whole thing. So, you know, stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. I do want to throw out Mystical Meetup. So yeah, for October, October 12th, Tuesday at 6 p.m., you can sign up. We are talking about spirit attachments and ghosts. So this is going to be a really fun meeting for us where we talk about dealing with spirit attachments and ghosts in hypnotherapy and some of the things that we've had to deal with. That sounds very interesting. It is. Can I can I hang out in that? Would sure. I be allowed to join the mystical meetups? Absolutely. <laughs> we'll make you pay though. <laughs> Just kidding. It's Come free on. for everybody. What's up with that? I'm kidding. Man. And it's free for everyone. It's an hour. Hearing cool stuff, finding out cool things about hypnotherapy and hypnosis. It's free. And you can ask questions. So I feel like it's kind of a win. If you sign up and you're interested. There you go. Yeah. And the last one was a success. So it was. I'm sure this one will be even better. Yes. The last one was so, so much sign fun. up everybody. Damn it. Yeah. We'll have the link <laughs> in the show notes to sign up and you can go to my website, innerstandingshypnosis.com under the mystical meetups tab and sign up there and get more information. There you go. Cool. Yeah. So Try to make it easy. What's new with you? My lady, anything going on aside from that kind of stuff? Anything new? Anything exciting? Anything you want to get off your chest? I have something on my chest, but I don't want to get it off. Woo! Just kidding. Uh, (laughs) uh, I have something coming up that I am working on and an upcoming project, but I don't want to say anything yet. But it's up and coming. We call that blue balling the audience. At least that's what I call it. I want to actually like do it first and have it out before I start advertising. And you taught me that because I'll go say something and I'll be like, oh, I'm going to do this. And you're like, why are you telling everybody? Wait for it to be done. So why did you even just mention it Because then? I have something coming up and I want people <laughs> to like be interested and stay tuned to find out. No, not good. There, There's that. Way of doing it too. Mm-hmm. I've also been collecting a lot of spearmint and sage. Uh, my parents have some property and there's so much beautiful, like just so many amazing plants and flowers. And I like to uh, wildcraft and harvest some of this stuff. And I moved some of the spearmint to my garden and it's just growing. So I collected some of that and there's just mugwort all over the property and I've collected that. So I've been making little bundles. So um, I'm working on, I'll have some of that available for sale on my Tarot by Monique website. And I made a really nice incense blend, a loose incense blend for my parents as kind of like a homewarming gift. And I burned it in their home and it smelled amazing. And my parents aren't that big on incense and they loved it. So I've decided I'm going to have that available on my Tarot by Monique website starting next month. All right. Yeah. So I'm making new stuff, going to have it out, going to have some variety. 
Nice. Yeah. Very that's cool. going to be my hearth and home loose blend incense. Cool. Yeah. All right. So that's what's up with me. Very neat. I, I don't think I have anything to complain about. I'm pretty happy. How about that's you? That's good. Um, I, you know, the usual nonsense that's going on. And I, I don't like to talk about current events too much because mm. it's why? Like we, we all, every, most people listening to this know it's all BS. Pretty, we've, we've all pretty much made up our minds and it's kind of, okay, now what? Just live your life. <laughs> that's really all you can do. The stuff that, that, you know, you just got to live your life. So that's kind of where I'm at with pretty much everything. And that's why I've tried to remove myself from social media, trying to just focus on everything that's going on now in my vicinity, in my backyard, as I've said in the past, try to worry about what's going on in my yard Mm -hmm. and make sure that my yard is clean, that my yard is orderly, my house is in order, so to speak. And that's it. I mean, really, that's, if everybody did that, we'd be in a a heck of a better place. So yeah, I I don't really have anything I want to get off my chest or anything like that. I mean, it's, I, I feel like I'm in a pretty good place. I mean, well, what do you think? You're looking at me like. No, I, I think it's nice. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, think it's I just. Nice. Must be all the hypnosis I've done with you. Oh, I tell you that. that I mean, there's something to it for sure. Um, you know, we, 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 we talked about it in the past. And I don't want this to be a, an infomercial just about the your hypnosis business, which obviously is fantastic. But like for me, I, I you know, like anybody else, you get frustrated right? You get frustrated. You let it out in certain ways. Me, I, I raise my voice. It's the Greek in me. It's my, it's how I was raised, You're whatever it's, Greek. I'm la- Yeah. When I, when I get angry or upset or frustrated or excited or excited, yeah. Or excited. Thank you. Ha- really happy, excited. Yeah. I just, louder. I get loud. Yes, I do. It's true. And ever since I had you kind of, and, and we didn't even really focus on that, but it was kind of one of the last things that we did I've been much more I don't even know keel. Even, yeah I guess so I guess that's a good way of putting it and it's really made a difference I mean I even asked the kids like hey have you guys noticed anything about me lately yeah you're not as loud <laughs> good all right yeah, that's we good. worked on your inner light and that can so, affect people in all different ways yeah so I mean mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, and that, and that too. It's it's weird too because, and I may have mentioned it previously, and if not, I'll, I'll say it now. Um, I feel like every time, with all the different times you've hypnotized me, it's like I've been having dreams about stuff from my past that doesn't make any sense. It's like dreams with people from my past that maybe I never even interacted with, but I just knew, or or had seen, or knew of. Uh, just just random weird stuff. It's almost like my subconscious has opened up and and all these memories or all these things and feelings and everything just kind of flooding back. Things that I haven't thought about in decades, which is weird to say now because I can say decades because I've been alive that long, which still freaks me out. Kind of. Not really, but kind of. It does kind of feel weird to say that. But, yeah, it's just weird. It, it I, I've, yeah, it's just, but, but yeah, very even keel, I guess is the way to say it. Like, and, and I, I don't know. It's great. It's a great thing. It's a positive, every, it's very positive, completely positive thing. So anyway, yeah, I don't, I don't even know where I was going with that. I'm just kind of. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Yeah. But no, it, it was great. It was good. So, um, yeah, that. That's that. So why don't we talk about the subject at hand today? What's the subject at hand today? I've already, I've gotten all like discombobulated there. I don't know why. It's it's so weird. You okay? You need a moment? I, yeah. I've just, it, uh, I j- again, just had like weird, like, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I need a minute. You need a minute? Okay, let's yeah, take a minute. Sorry, I need a minute. That's okay. Okay. Uh, I'm not even going to edit it. Forget it. We'll just leave this all in. It's fine. But we did pause for a minute. I just needed a second. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's it's weird. Like, 
the stuff that comes flooding out that you don't think about that you just kind of keep in there. And I'm just in here talking to you about, and all of a sudden I get these feelings and it's like, okay, whoa, what, what, what the hell is going on? But, um, yeah, because you're, when you repress feelings and memories, like once you open that up, it, it comes out and you're like, oh wow. And you don't realize you had all that stuff inside. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it, it could be intense. I mean, obviously depending on whatever you have going on, yeah. right. And but you got to purge it. You got to let it out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, the other, it, it's funny because ever since all this started happening, uh, however long it's been now, a couple of weeks, month or so, the weirdest things will trigger memories. Like, I don't think about stuff. It just, some something will happen and all of a sudden it'll pop into my head. And I'm like, whoa. And and it'll just come back. And it's stuff that, I, like I said, it's been decades. I haven't thought about this stuff or, or dealt with anything regarding it or anything like that. So our son the other day, we're, we're you know, we homeschool our kids and everything. And he's doing a a music lesson online and they're talking about drumming and how that was like one of the first believed to be one of the first musical instruments which I mean kind of makes sense I mean I don't know I don't know if there's any way to corroborate that or prove it but it kind of makes sense that the first thing people did was bang on stuff okay I I can buy that and so we're we're talking about it and he asked me I, I said to him yeah I used to play drums he goes you used to play drums why did you stop playing drums and I hadn't thought about it in so long, but I told him, you know, the whole story behind it. I I gave him like a condensed brief version of why I stopped playing drums. And as I'm telling him the story, more and more details are popping into my head. Like, Oh yeah, that's right. This, and then this, and then this, and I'm like, Holy cow. And you know, I, and I told him and he's like, why don't you just get another one? And, and I'm like, well, and so then I, I told him, I said, look, it's a long story. Uh, it's going to sound silly because, because if I just tell, okay, long story short, I had a drum set. It got stolen. Never got another one. That was it, right? And you would think, well, why wouldn't you just buy another one? Well, there's a long story and there's a lot of history there that it, it's, I mean, it's pretty detailed, um, I, I can go into it. If it's you, our show. We can do whatever we want. It's, so it's, share. But, but I mean, it, it might, might be kind of fun, I guess, to reminisce a little bit, but also to tell kind of the backstory. Because if you hear that, you're just like, okay, dude, like if you liked playing music so much, why don't you just go get another drum set? In your defense, drums are expensive. Yes, they, they are. And at the time when I got mine, I think it, by the, by the time it got stolen, it was, uh, geez, I must've put almost $3,000 into it. So, and that was back in the early to mid nineties, mid nineties. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's a lot of money for now. Never mind, you know, back then. So I I just say, I love that in the mid nineties when you were buying a drum set, I was buying like guitars and bass. It's pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) So I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I began listening to music when I was really young. I mean, I was really, you know, I was, yeah, I was young. I think a lot of people listened to I, music I th- when they were young, honey. Yeah, obviously. Okay. So that was, that's silly. But I guess I got my, I, what really got me into wanting to play music was, I mean, I always wanted to be a rock star as a kid growing up because I grew up in the eighties and I was kind of coming into my own, you know, becoming a, a young man, if you will, when, you know, in the early nineties and stuff, but the impressionable years when you're watching TV and all that kind of stuff. I was watching MTV when MTV was actually music videos. It was the eighties. So it was, you know, a lot of hair bands and that kind of thing. It was fun. Sure. And they all had girls. They all had the ladies, right? So that was always my thing. Growing up as a young man, oh, I want to be a rock star because I want to get girls. Because when I was in school, I was shy. I didn't talk to girls really. It was just a shy kid growing up. And so I thought, well, if I can play music, I'll get the girls. That'll be my in. 
silly logic, but whatever, you know. But be and honest. then he became a drummer. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no well, offense to all the drummers out there. <laughs> so the the album that I heard that really got me into wanting to actually just play music was the Black Album, Metallica's Black Album. That's what I was like, okay, I've got, I've got, I'm going to play drums. This is awesome. Like the sound, Lars's drums on that album are phenomenal. Like his snare sound, the bass sound, everything just sounds so mint on that album. Mint. Yeah, see, I mean, I haven't used that word in so many, I'm even pulling out words I haven't said in forever. So mint. Love it. Because I used to see God. that too. So. That and Cherry. What? Yeah. Cherry? So cherry. What does that even mean? It's like mint. But it's never huh. been mint cherry or cherry mint. It's one or the other. Okay. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, I wanted to play the drums. Like, I, I just always liked the drums. I, I had, uh, rewinding a little bit, my mom actually bought me a guitar. She bought me an acoustic guitar, really nice acoustic guitar that she got in Greece and brought back to the States for me when she had gone on a trip to visit relatives or whatever. And I took guitar lessons for maybe a couple of months. I learned a couple of things here and there, which I've completely forgotten and, and did shortly after I took the lessons. But just guitar didn't speak to me. It just wasn't something that was... My fingers, like I, I just wasn't that interested in it, I guess. And so I, I, I stopped playing. I, I, I told my mom I don't want to do the lessons anymore. And, you know, obviously she's like, okay, well, if you don't like it, you know. And, I mean, I remember I, I had that guitar for a while. And then the honky-tonk man <laughs> had started smashing guitars in people's heads and wrestling. And my brother and I were, fa you know, play wrestling and stuff like that. And I ended up smashing these, this really nice expensive acoustic guitar over my brother's head while we were playing wrestling. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. So that's that was the end of my guitar. Uh, uh, but you know, years had gone. Years later, my my buddy had gotten an electric guitar, and I I wanted to play drums. So he's like, "Just get a drum set." Like, uh, okay, easier said than done. <laughs> and so, why I, don't you educate people who don't know about getting a drum set? What's involved? Uh, well, you you got to get a. What do you mean? What's involved? Like you gotta go. You don't buy just a get kit. like yeah. It's not like they come like oh here's a full drum set. Like you can do that, but it's usually like individually, and then they put it together and give you a price. And then there's other parts that you can add on, but it gets really expensive. Oh it, it, yeah, I mean you can get a basic kit. I, I, I well I, I I can't speak to it now, but back in the nineties, back then you could get a basic kit for like five six hundred dollars. That wasn't including cymbals, uh, uh, pedals. Um, any kind of associated hardware, a throne, which is the, the little seat you mm -hmm. sit on. You need a, you can't just sit in a chair. You know, you need the actual like a stool, or adjustable height, and all that kind of stuff. None of that stuff came. It was just the drums. No drumsticks, nothing. So that stuff adds up because obviously you want to have. You know, you need a ride cymbal. You need a hi hats. You need your crash. You need a medium crash. You can have a china crash if you want. You can have a little splash cymbal, a little cowbell. I'm remembering all the stuff that I had in my kit. Because I, I, I built a freaking awesome kit and I, I had it like set up perfectly and, you know, had the right, you know, tuned all my drums perfectly as they sounded just right, just the way, you know, Ugh, man, anyway, bringing back all these memories. So anyhow, so my buddy's like, yeah, just get a kit. Okay. So uh, I, I need to get a job, obviously. So, you know, I got, you know, I started working at my dad's restaurant and started, you know, started saving money and stuff. And it was still, I mean, pricey to get a kit. How old were you at this time? When I got, when I finally got the drums, I think I was 14. And I convinced my parents to help me out and, and, and buy, you know, the rest of the stuff that I needed. Because I had enough money to get the drums, but I needed cymbals. Mm. So I convinced them to get me the cymbals and the stands and all that stuff that I needed. But they told me I had to get straight A's in school. Because I was at, at that point, I start. I just started high school, and when I got into high school, I was done. I was done with school. Didn't care. Didn't want to be there. Didn't like anybody. I wasn't fitting in. You know. I mean, 
I, I fit in with people. Like I had friends like in every little click, but I just was I didn't like being there. I felt like it was a waste of time. It wasn't where I wanted to be. And up until that point, I had been a straight A student. And then it was just like whatever happened in the summer between junior high and high school, I don't know what happened, but I just stopped caring and didn't want to be there. Had no interest at all. It was either I'm going to be a musician and be in a rock band or I'm going to be a pro wrestler. And at the time, pro wrestling was the land of the giants. It wasn't for people my size. It wasn't for small people. It wasn't for, not small, but smaller guys. It wasn't for athletic. It was for six feet tall. Right. So I thought, well, <laughs> again, great logic. I thought I got a better chance of being a rock star than I do of being a pro wrestler. So that's what I'll go after. Going with the odds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, parents tell me you got to get straight A's. Okay, fine. So just barely applied myself and got, got straight A's. No problem. And then, of course, once I get the drum set, it's back to, I don't care anymore. <laughs> so... Yeah, uh, we get the drums, uh, I get the drum set, and my buddy Chris and I, we, we started a band. We started just jamming in his garage at first. Sometimes we'd, we'd play at my house. And the, one of the first things I learned was a drum fill from I Won't Forget You by Poison. <laughs> it's just like a silly little drum fill, like, towards the end of the song. But I was so excited. I'm like, oh, I just I learned how to play it. And I never took a drum lesson. Never, ever, ever took a drum lesson. I still can't read music. Uh, but you put me behind a drum set now, I, I'd probably be a little rusty, but you give me a couple hours, I'm sure I can get back into, into the swing of things. I'm sure of it. Yes, I'm, I'm that confident in myself. Uh, but with music, strangely, I, I had like a, almost like a, a photographic memory with it. Like I could hear something and within five minutes I could figure out how to play it, whatever it was. So I never needed to read music. I didn't need to take lessons. I'm like, what do I need to do that for? I can just hear it and play it. Why do I need to? But we, anytime we'd have like other people come over, jam with us, because Chris knew he's like, okay, Al, just do it like like it is in this song. Like, oh, okay, I got it, and I would do it. It was easy. It was fine for me. That was all I needed. And uh, anytime we'd have somebody over, they'd be like, okay, uh, this is in four four, and and I'm and I'm okay. I'm like, huh? What does that mean? And and Chris, who was taking guitar lessons and knew how to read music and stuff, would then break it down for me in in like our language. So be like, oh, I got you. Oh, why don't you just say that? So uh, what I ended up doing was because we 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 learned all like Metallica songs, Megadeth, any any kind of music, any kind of like we we did Stone Temple Pilots, any kind of uh, music that was coming out at the time we would, we'd learn like those songs because we were just, you know, you, you, that's what kids do when you start your first band. You, you play covers. That's, yeah. you know. So what I did was I would learn the, you know, the, the, the track you'd hear on the CD or the, or the album. I would learn the live version. If, I, if there was a live version that existed, I would learn if there was like anything different in the live version. If the drummer hit a cymbal here or hit the snare an extra time there or did a, a different drum fill or something, anything different. I would learn that too. And then when we would play, depending on what the audience was like, I don't know how to, how to explain it, but I would have like a feel for it. Like, okay, I'm going to play it just like it is on the, on the album here for this group. It, it, weird. Right. Yeah. But if it was it's more awesome, like though. a, if it was more like an, uh, like a wilder crowd or whatever, I'd kind of feel the room. I'd be okay. I'm doing the live fill here. I'm doing the live version for this. I, I I can't explain it, but it was just. And I think that kind of helped translate to when I became a wrestler, just feeling a crowd and reading a crowd. It's just something I was able to do. But I never changed a song. It was either the live version of the song or how it was on the album. That was it. I would never change it because it wasn't mine to change. That's how I looked at it. I had morals and, and ideals even then. If it wasn't my creative property, I wasn't going to change it. I was going to use whatever that guy used when he wrote a song or performed it live. So anyway, uh, we started playing music. We started you know, really getting into getting different shows and stuff. We were playing... Um, 21 and over clubs and we were like 16 years old 
getting into these places where everybody's drinking and everybody's got those like bracelets, you know? I used to go to those kind of shows all the time because I knew people who would get me in. <laughs> I didn't even care about drinking. I just wanted to go see the bands. There you go. I mean, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but that's what we were doing. You know, we were just playing music wherever we could get a, a show. I think the first show we ever we ever did, like a show, was in the school cafeteria during school. And I can't even remember exactly. I think it was like some kind of a like a field day or something, but they would have, if you were in a band, you could play in the cafeteria during the day or during lunch periods or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but we were in there like the entire day just playing music. And people would come up, hey, can you play this song? And I would do like the drum fill from whatever song. It, All I can think of is being like in the gym or the cafeteria and like Huey Lewis. Sorry, it's too loud from Back to the Future. I'm afraid it's just too darn loud. Yeah. Yeah. That just popped in me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but that that was like the the first time we ever played a show was there. And that's when I first started kind of being like, okay, I can do this because I, I'm, I'm okay playing it. Because up until that point, we'd only played in Chris's garage or in my bedroom, you know, it was it. We, that was, that was the only time we could play. We'd never played in front of other people. I mean, you know, our, our parents or whatever, but that's, that doesn't count. A real audience, you know, like somebody it's other fun. than your parents. It's exciting having people like sure. sing along and like dance when your band is playing. Yeah. Good. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. So, uh, that, that's what we were doing for a while. And I remember our first band name was 225. And do you want to know how we came up with that name? Yes, I'm waiting. So the first ever uh, show that we played that wasn't at the school, because we didn't even have a name there. It was just like Al and Chris and, and, and our friend Josh. We didn't have a name. We were just jamming, uh, whatever. And we just played a couple songs. But we got a singer whose name was Jay. And we didn't have uh, a name. We were just going. And Jay's like, I got us this show. Like, great. Not at school. Great. So we go to this, it was like a bar and we go in and we still don't know our name. And the guy, the promoter, whoever, whatever, whoever's running the show comes over and says, Hey, what are you guys called again? And Jay's looking at us and we're like looking at each other. like We don't have a name. And he had come in, he'd just come back from the, going to the corner store and he had a two liter bottle of Mountain Dew with him and it had the big orange sticker on it with the price that was $2.25. And so Jay looks at the guy and he goes, we're 225. And we all went, yeah, that was it. <laughs> I'd be like, that are you it. telling me how much you cost to play? Like what, how much you're asking for? Is that your band name? Uh, $225 a person, please. Mm-hmm. Or at least for the set. But yeah, I mean, that's how we came up with our name. So anyhow. I love that. One of the things I want to interject is Please. because the first night, like, we really hung out and had a, com a real conversation. You and I, you mean? Yes, yes. The first night, Alex and I had, like, a real conversation. One, like, it kind of went, like, you used, you skateboard? I used to skateboard. And then you played in a band? I've been in bands. And so just thinking back, both, like, both of us being in high school, we were in bands. We played in bands, and yeah. I thought that was really neat. Yeah. The first night we talked and hung out, and you realized, oh, he's not a dick. Yeah. He's actually just he's like- He's really cool. He's actually, that dick is just kind of a persona that he portrays when he's wrestling. He's really not like that. I was actually like, why can't he be this <laughs> nice to me all the time? Uh, yes. Well, anyhow. So, yeah, anyway, uh, we end up playing music and stuff, and-, and, and like I said, I, I'm, I'm adding to my kit. I'm learning other songs. We're starting to write original stuff. People are telling me, hey, you're pretty good. And, and I, there was a lot of times when we'd get like little write-ups in like the, the Hippo Press, which is like the, the little local like free thing that they hand out oh, in Manchester. I remember I the Hippo Is that even Press. still around? I don't even know if it is. It may still be around. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, we, we'd get a couple write-ups in there. And I remember uh, one particular write-up that, put over my drumming saying that like the drummer was like a real standout. And I was like, oh, wow, cool. Like this is wow. Neat. And again, never taken a drum drum lesson, never nothing. Just, I don't know a damn thing about music. I just know I can hear it and I can play it and that's it. And I figured that's all I need to know. 
So uh, that was like a real big boost in the confidence and everything. And, and yeah, we, 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 you know, that's what we did for the rest of high school. We, we played music, different, you know, we'd rotate in different bass players, different singers and everything, but it was always Chris and I. And then come graduation time, for whatever reason, and I really, honestly, I don't think there was any specific incident, but we kind of started, we just kind of, our interests started changing a little bit. We started kind of just drifting apart. He got a girlfriend who he was with a lot, and that was cool. Like, it wasn't a problem, but it was, you know, you get a relationship, you got to be with the other person. You can't hang out with your best friend all the time. You got to hang out with your girlfriend, too. So we just kind of drifted apart a little bit, and we stopped playing music. And that was right around the time where I had started really, really thinking too about wrestling and I'd gotten into working out a lot. And and the only reason I wanted to work out, well, I I mean, I was into fitness and stuff all along, but I really wanted to work out because I wanted to see if I could get a little bigger to see if maybe I'm not going to get much taller, but I could, I could put on some size because at the time Ray Mysterio Jr. had become kind of a national superstar he'd been on wcw and and he was kind of opening the door for smaller guys they were taking smaller guys seriously now so i was thinking okay there's ray mysterio jr there's chris candido who was skip in the wwf he was my size so i thought if i can put on some size some muscle maybe i could actually do this wrestling thing too so that was kind of becoming more prominent in my life at the time and so that was kind of where my interest had started to shift a little bit away from music, still played my drums, still, you know, liked having them, still was, had that, that dream, that thought in the back of my mind, thought, okay, you know, this is probably something that's going to happen, but I want to put this on the back burner for now and really focus on this wrestling thing because I'm young. If I'm going to do it, this is the time to do it. I can be 80 and play the drums, but I, I can only do this wrestling thing while I'm young, you know? So... That's where my, my focus shifted. And then I saw Chris probably like three or four months after high school had, had ended. And we were both working jobs and stuff. And he said, hey, I started this uh, playing with this, this uh, group of guys. We need a drummer. You want to come down and jam with us? I said, oh, okay, sure. Sounds good. So took my drums. Got, you know, I think we, we had to borrow his mom's minivan to, to drive him there because I didn't have a car yet. And we bring him down to the to the mill yard here in Manchester, and there was they had like a little practice space. Now I never met these other two guys, didn't know who they were. I mean, I met them there obviously, but took Chris's word that they were cool. So we jammed, everything was cool, everything was you know seemed all right. And I said, all right, well let's load up and take the stuff. I, I got to you know take my drums back because I, I don't want to leave my stuff there. Chris is assuring me, no, no, it's okay, man. Just leave the stuff here. We're all leaving our stuff here. We'll come back. We'll jam again, right? You want to jam with us again? I'm like, oh, all right, yeah, I, I do, but I kind of want to keep my drums here because I don't know when we're going to come back and whatever. And I wasn't, I wasn't listening to my gut, which was telling me you should probably take your drums home with you. And the kid, I remember the kid, the singer, and I, I, I do not remember his name. That is still blocked out. But he was like, kind of like, hey, dude, just leave them here. They'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And it, he was the one that was really kind of pushy about it, which should have been a red flag to me. And it kind of was. But Chris was like, Al, it'll be fine. Just don't worry about it. It's fine. I'm leaving my guitar here, my amp here. I just got this new amp. He had like the new Eddie Van Halen 5150 PV amp for his guitar, which was expensive. So I'm like, all right. I guess my better judgment, not listening to my gut. Okay, fine. Next day, I get the call. Sure as shit. Somebody broke into the space, and everything was stolen. The very next day. Do you so, think that the guys who had who were using the space stole it? That is a great question. I do. I, th- I, I do feel that that's what happened. Maybe it's not, but that's what I feel happened, and that's how I felt that when I got that phone call from Chris, tell me everything was stolen. I'd be like, I'm going to break stuff. their fucking legs. Well, I probably would have that night said, so you're taking responsibility. If anything happens, I'll gut you like a fucking fish and see how they react. And if they're like, 
No, you take it. Yeah, Alex Arion at uh, 40-something years old would say that, but... Oh, I would talk I, like th- that. This is, this is Alex at, you know, a, a young, inexperienced at life and getting dicked over kid uh, at, you know, 16, 17 years old. That's how I was at 16, or 17. I was 17, I should say, because yeah. I'd graduated at 17. I'd be like, I'll break your so. fucking legs. Anyhow. I had a little more anger back then. So you're you're tough. We all know you're tough. We'll no, back. I'm just we'll saying because something <laughs> like that, it's like when your gut is saying no, but somebody else is trying to talk to you, it's like who's going to take responsibility if something happens? So I'm I'm just saying like that's kind of, that would have been my reaction. It wasn't mine. I'm sorry, love. That's all right. So yeah, that's what happened. I, I, I was so, I had like, I felt like I got stabbed in the back because I felt like, Chris, like part of me was saying Chris knew he was in on it. They just, they, they had everything they needed for a band, except they didn't have a drummer and they didn't have drums, but they had all these, this other expensive equipment, but they didn't have a drum set. And my drum set was fucking expensive I, because it wasn't my first drum set. I, I have to say too, uh, my first drum set I had sold, I'd gotten this really nice Tama Rockstar DX kit and, and really gotten all the, you know, cause it, by, by that point I had a job and all my money I was putting toward my drum set at the time. So, and oh, go ahead. I'm just, I, I'm curious. So you thought that that's why they did that, but were they playing shows after that? I have no idea. I don't know. Remember, this is the mid nineties. The internet was kind of just becoming a thing. Nobody had cell phones. No, I, get I have, that, but I you don't know, know. Like where bands were playing. I didn't, I didn't have a car. I wasn't driving around anywhere. I, going to and from work, I had a I had a mountain bike, which I bought after I had been walking to and from work for two years. I didn't have a car till I was, I think I turned 20 when I got my first car. And we talked about that on a previous episode. I think that's how yes. old I was now, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't hanging out with any, any of that crew anymore from high school. I wasn't, I, because after high school, like I said, I was... Committed to figuring out how to do this pro wrestling thing. That's what I was, that's where my head was at. I got back, pulled pulled back into the music thing for this one thing. And then that was it. That was the end of it. That, and and, and I, I, I was crushed. I felt betrayed. I felt backstabbed. I didn't talk to Chris again for several years after that. Because I just felt betrayed. Did he try to talk to you? He did try calling. I never answered his calls. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think he was in on it, but I do think the other two guys were, because it was just how convenient that the night they get the drums in there, that's when the, and that was the only bay that got broken into. I mean, come on, come on. But that's the thing. I didn't know who they. I, I met them that night. I'd never seen them before, never saw them again after. I didn't I didn't have their numbers. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know how to get a hold. I, I had no idea. And so I was so just mad and angry and betrayed that I I but I but I channeled all that. And that's when I really head down work. I work I started working three jobs because I found out where I can go to a pro wrestling school and that was that I saved my money. Did nothing but work, work out, eat right. And, and bust my ass to get my body in shape and get to a point where I could go and make a go of it as a wrestler. That's what I did. I just said, okay, this is, this is my sign that, okay, music isn't happening now. That's it. It's done. I'm going to be a wrestler. That's it. And that's what happened. So that's why I didn't just go buy another drum set. But that's why it was also so devastating to me because all this stuff building up to that point, this is how much music meant to me, how much playing music meant to me, how, how, I mean, unless you've done it, it's hard to really explain like how good it makes you feel when you're doing something like that. And again, most of the time it was playing other people's music, but it's still music and music. That's like the great unifier, right? You go to a concert, you've got people that are all there. They have one thing in common. They like the band that's playing, or the or the the singer, the artist, whoever's performing, they like them. It doesn't matter if they're a, a Republican, a Democrat, a liberal, a conservative, or whatever. It does none of that matters. Black, white, Mexican, Hispanic, none of that matters. 
the great unifiers music, they're all there because they like and they want to hear that music. Music's the great unifier. I mean, it, it just feels good. Music just, it, certain music hits your soul. It gets you moving, gets you pumped. It makes you feel good. It's inspiring. It is. And there's something about the energy, like going to shows, um, just listening to bands and the music, and everyone is kind of on the same level, feeling the same vibration. It's just all, yeah, it's just kind of a nice little togetherness. Yeah. Even like for like metal shows and hardcore shows and punk rock shows where people are in the pit going crazy, it's still that energy that you're sharing that moment. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the thing. And I, I mean, funny, funny story. The first time I ever, first and last time I ever went in a mosh pit was one of the shows that I played. We finished playing our set and I was like, you know, I'd never, because I'd never been in a mosh pit before. I'm like, I'll go in the pit for this. Why not? Because my friend's always growing in there and everything. I'm like, all right, I, I'll go in this one time. I got hit in the head so hard, and uh, I got punched in the face, and then somebody kicked me in the head, and I went, I'm done. <laughs> You're like, that's what this is? No, I'm good. Radio I'm done. chap, I think I'll take a, I'll try that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Thank you very much. I think the last Hit I went in was Motorhead 12 years ago because I really haven't gone to at shows. the House of Blues. Yes, I remember, I remember yes. that whole deal. Yeah, yeah, yep. I went in the pit and uh, it was fun. Yeah, see, I just I don't care. I can get I got I was actually not even in the pit, I was outside the pit, and uh, somebody kicked me in the face with steel toe boots. I think he did it on purpose. Who is the guy's actually a wrestler? I don't know if he's still a wrestler, but you know who he is. And um, yeah, he was kind of a dick to me. And so I think he did it on purpose, but he kind of broke my nose a little bit. And yeah, I was, I, but the funny part is, I was more pissed like, is my makeup messed up? Because that's how I was. Like, I didn't give a shit. There you go. Pain's temporary. Yeah, it was fun going in the pit. Oh, I ha- I hated I it. Loved it. I loved and every it. time I watched it, I'm like, how? What's wrong with you people? You're all punching each other in the face. How was that you're fun? Not punching, <laughs> you're dancing. Sometimes you <laughs> accidentally get hit. I I'll, I will say this. I love watching the mosh pit. I love watching people do it. But as far as me doing it, nope. I did it one time. Don't. And I had like the worst headache after. Because I've never been hit that hard before. You know, any fight I'd ever been in was one-sided. I had never been hit that hard before. So I was like, holy jeez, I'm done. But I also, I got to say too, I don't think I was prepared for that. I wasn't like, you know, I thought I was just going to be like, I was pushing and jumping into each No, it wasn't that. Well, because arms are swinging, legs are swinging, like shit happens. Yeah, which I, like I said, I wasn't ready for it, so... It wasn't a good first experience, and I decided it was going to be my last. So. But pits aren't always like that, too. I've been in many a pit where, like, somebody, like, will take our arms and we'll cross them and hold hands and we'll spin around and, like, spin into people. Or you just, like, have your arms around somebody and you're, like, you're jumping up and, like, dancing around. There's all these different things that you can do to express yourself dancing you in the pit. There you go. I'm sure from an outside perspective, it might look violent. But it's not intended to be. It's just getting out there and moving. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like I said, though, not for me. <laughs> no, it's okay. Not for me. But but I like watching it, and I, and I think it's it's great. Like I said, it's it's people expressing themselves physically. Their their music is affecting them in such a way that they feel the need to move. Yeah. I mean, who hasn't listened to something and just wanted to just ah, just get aggressive or whatever? You know, like I know for me. The first, like when I first, first started working out in the gym, the first time I ever put in headphones and listened to music that I wanted to listen to and I put on something heavy, oh, watch out. That was like, wow, what a game changer. Listening to music that it gets you pumped up, makes you want to work hard. Oh, it makes you really want to push that weight, you know? Because I don't run. And so when I would go on the treadmill, I would listen to Metallica. I needed something like heavy, something to like get me moving and yeah and get that like feeling that energy pumping me up yeah, and get being you like pumped up. fuck yeah sure 
Because like I used to have to like think, okay, pretend I'm being chased by somebody. And I was like, no, I just turn around and fight them. So I needed something, a different way to like mentally allow myself to be motivated. And listening to music was just a good way to do that. It was different. Yeah. But it worked. Hell yeah. Good times. Yeah. Music. But one of the things that's really cool about that is because if your drum set didn't get stolen, even though it seems like you were on your way with wrestling, like let's say the band worked out, you might not have gotten into wrestling and we wouldn't have met. Well, that, well that's, and that's how I, that's kind of how I ended the super condensed short three minute version to, to our son. I said, look, if I, if I had gotten another drum set, I may not have gone and, and pursued wrestling. And if I had not pursued wrestling, I would have never met your mom. If I would have never met your mom, I would have never met your brother. And if I would have never met them, them too and fallen in love with both of them, you may not have been here. So it's a good thing I got my drum stolen, huh? Yeah. And he looked at me and goes, yeah, good thing. <laughs> Seven-year-olds. And, and that's, I'm so big into like everything happens for a reason. And that's one of the reasons I talk about it a lot, but I love the tower card in tarot. People hate that card because it means usually something bad is going to happen. But I look at it like there's a big change coming, but it needs to be done because you have to like clear out all that old shit that wasn't good for you so you can start new and build a new house, build a new tower. And that's kind of how I look at a lot of the stuff that happens in our lives is we go through some really horrible, shitty things that seem like the end of the world. How am I going to get past this? But you do because something better comes along. You have to think part of it is like you have to be open to it. But, you know, we go through these things, whether it's a lesson we need to learn, maybe we weren't you know, listening, it's a lesson for you. You should have listened to your gut. Mm-hmm. But yeah. maybe that happened because you needed that lesson. You know, I always yeah. try to look at yeah. it in the positive Good. aspect of it. Yeah. And that also, for me, because I'm, I'm now I'm going to really dive deep into my brain and how, why I am the way that I am. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, that My best friend, I felt betrayed. And then I didn't become close to anybody again for several years. I didn't really allow myself to to really have anybody that I was super close to. And the next person that I got super close to was, was Steve, my buddy, Steve, who I don't know if I've ever really talked in great. I mean, we've, we've shared a story here and there, but never really talked in great length, but we were best friends for almost 10 years. And, you know, he really helped me out a lot with wrestling and everything. And, you know, we had a lot of good times and he ended up, kind of betraying me in, in not the same way, but kind of along the same, he screwed me over big time in, in a different way, which I don't really want to get into that either. But that was like another, like trust, geez, another trust that just got crushed and betrayed. And then, you know, of course, you know, he ended up passing away several years later. Thankfully we did reconcile and kind of sort of kind of buried the hatchet a little bit before he passed away. But that was another one of those things that just kind of made me like, again, walls get put up and I don't really, don't let people in. I don't get close to people. And I think that's why, because my two best buddies dicked me over. I give them my, give them my trust and boom, I get dicked over. So yeah, that's. I'm your best friend. I don't dick you over. And then I met you. Third time's a charm, right? Right. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, that, I mean, that's, it's, it's funny because like, that's, that's the thing now I, I really started to like pick apart, like, why am I the way that I am? Why do, and all these things start to make sense now. And it took me this long to figure it out. Like, okay, wow, this all makes sense. And, and it, it's, I look at it as kind of a, I try to take the good out of everything now, the, the older I get, and especially now having kids, because I want them to learn from my mistakes, learn lessons that I learned the hard way. I don't want them to have to go through that pain. They're going to, they're going to have plenty of painful lessons and life lessons that they're going to go through on their own. But if I can help prevent them going through some of the ones that I did, then that's how I'm using it now. It's, it's a, it's a learning thing for, for the youngins, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for listening to that long story. 
It was fun. It was interesting. And I think it gives our hearers and watchers a little bit more because you open up on the show, but it's not often you really open up. Yeah, I... I me, I'm like, I'll tell you anything. Yeah, I, 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 I've, I've always been very guarded with, you know, I like being private. I like, but yeah, I, f- I feel like with this show, and especially anybody that's been listening for a long time, I feel like kind of after a while, you kind of owe it to the audience to open up a little bit about yourself, and maybe, you know, people can either take it or leave it. But uh, I, I feel like I'm at the place now where I feel comfortable talking about some of these things and and honestly it's kind of it's true like the older you get the less you give a shit yeah because you realize like who cares and and if anybody is mad or offended or upset by it oh well like but i mean like not my problem And, and by sharing this i look at it like it's a nice lesson for people like you know shit happens you can get screwed over but like good things can come can come from it yeah absolutely yeah and also listen to your gut yeah, trust your gut because yeah. it's rarely wrong, if ever. I, I, I firmly believe that. Anytime I've had any kind of a gut feeling and I haven't followed it, I've always kicked myself after. Like, what the f- you, you fucking knew. Why didn't you just listen to yourself, dumbass? Like, fuck. When are you going to learn your lesson? I, I, your I, would talk, I used to talk myself out of it. Like, no. Like, if somebody was lying to me, why would they lie to me? That's the stupidest thing to lie about. That's totally ridiculous. And then, but it's that feeling it's like a snap like boom they're lying and it's like no but then my mind will go in well your body's saying they're they're lying you know they're lying no (laughs) it's like you know but like at least for me I would talk myself out of it yeah because I don't I didn't want to admit that there are people like that because I'm not like that that's that's the part that I think is is tough for young people especially you know young like when i say young i mean like even in, into their teenage years if they haven't really had any kind of life experience that's the the hardest lesson is when you get lied to or betrayed or your trust is violated mm-hmm. that's that's one of the hardest things because exactly i would never do that to somebody so when it happens to you, you're like, holy shit. Like, I, how can that even happen? How is that even a thing? I would never do that. How could this happen to me? Like, I would never, why did this happen to me? You know, you, you ask all those questions and yeah. stuff. So, yeah, I mean, if it, nothing it else. you. Oh, big time. Yeah, it, it's one of those things that obviously, like, it takes time. And I think what helps with the healing is, like, facing it, talking about it, seeing it for what it is recognizing it and and saying like yeah I should have listened to my gut I fucked up you know or it wasn't my fault it just happened whatever it is yeah just facing it yeah so if if nothing else I mean hopefully you're entertained for the last almost hour yeah but if nothing else you know take away you're gonna have hard times in your life you're gonna have stuff that you you think oh geez uh, how am I gonna come back from this Everything happens for a reason. You just got to stick stick with it and find out where the road leads you. Because if you just if you just decide to check out, well, you're never gonna you're never gonna know what could have been. No, and so. and and you said see where the road leads you. Yeah, and try to enjoy it. Have fun with it. Be like, yeah, shit sucks right now, but I'm gonna have fun. I'm gonna be me and yeah. allow yourself that. And I, I, I've that's something that's come with time for me. Uh, for sure. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing, you know, you never know. It's like anything, anything else. Nothing is permanent. Nothing's forever. Mm-hmm. Tough times don't last, but tough people do. Yeah. There you have it. That's so, the truth. That's right. Mm-hmm. So uh, you got any, anything like that ever happened to you that you want to share? Oh, I mean, I, 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 I don't really feel like getting into it now, but I've totally had stuff where it feels like it's the end of the world. You like being totally devastated and why me and why did this happen? And like, or, or sometimes just being like, what the fuck did I get myself into (laughs) that? Like moment where it feels like everything's over, like what the fuck, but it all works out. I mean, everything, even like the bad relationships that I've been in everything. It's like, I went through all of that. And it brought me to you. 
And I look at it that way, like, totally worth it. <laughs> totally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and I, we carry our traumas, and some people don't realize it. Some people don't recognize it. Like, it took me years to stop thanking Alex for letting me take a shower because of my ex who... Yeah, I always thought that was weird that you would he would that. He was... He was very controlling and I was no my ex I know I'm just kidding and he used to get upset if I would take a shower and you know I'm a girl I go in the shower I wash my hair I condition my hair I let it stand for a little bit I rinse it out want to shave that takes a little extra time maybe just enjoying the water and he would get upset and be like what are you doing in there for so long like as if he thought I was like sneaking out the window and like going somewhere and doing something. And I was only like at maybe like a half hour. <laughs> so I used to, again, when you're so used to being treated a certain way and, and the way people react to you or try to control you, it shapes you. And so I'd be like, do you mind if I go take a shower? And Alex would be like, I don't care. That's fine. Yeah, take a shower. I'd be like, you smell. Please take a shower. <laughs> it's like just get out of the gym. <laughs> and I'd be like, thank you. And and then I get out of the shower. Thank thank you for letting me take a shower. Like because it meant so much that he uh, he allowed me to do that and not give me a hard time. And he looked at me like I had eight <laughs> heads. Like what the fuck is wrong with you, woman? I was like, is this all I have to do to like be over with this girl? That's it. Just let her take a shower wow i got it easy wow what's wrong with this last guy Jeez. but i had <laughs> been in abusive relationships before i've been through a lot that turned me into the person and it also turned me into that weak person who didn't have boundaries who being that people pleaser became a doormat who didn't stand up for themselves and fortunately you know, Alex had a lot to do with like me getting my strength back, me coming back to who I really am. And it's like, I went through all of that, but on the other side, I have so many lessons that I've learned. And it's like to go from somebody who is just, you are who you are and going through all these things and going through like depression and just feeling so weak and like so pointless and that you have nothing and then being built up to feeling like you have everything. I think it means that much more because you've gone through all that and you see how strong you are and how much you have done and overcome and built and how much you've taken on. And so I always try to look at it like, I've learned lessons and I've learned a lot about myself. And that's why I think it's really important that no matter how bad things get, just, you know, just keep, just keep moving. Just, it will get better. Keep moving forward. Keep your chin up. Stay positive. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my two cents. I like it. Yeah, I dig it. Well, thanks. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. No, hey, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. And Geez, I don't know what we're going to talk about next time. But, well, we do uh, have guests coming up too. Yeah, later I don't, in the I don't, month. I don't want to announce them though. No, okay. Just in case. Uh, okay. you know, I don't want to. That's fine. We have some guests not, coming up. Yeah, we yes, we do. Yeah. So, it should be fun. We should hopefully. do something fun for Halloween. Like what? I don't know. Talk about something fun. Interesting, scary. Okay. Well, that might, yeah, sure. <laughs> do a halloween movie review Ooh. <laughs> well i was thinking like look up some fun urban legends like we've done in the past oh, like, sure, different yeah. things we'll, we'll do something cool yeah, for halloween something cool and maybe even more than one show mm. stay tuned everybody mm. but with that uh, yeah i mean, thanks everybody for listening we really appreciate thank it thank you we I, appreciate you absolutely and uh we didn't say it at the beginning of the show but uh, if you are listening, please make sure to subscribe, follow, uh, like. what, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, if you're watching, same thing, please, on YouTube, righty on. Uh, we appreciate it. And and as always, leave a comment. Uh, especially just say like, hi. Yeah, just say hello or, or hey, you're, you guys suck or you guys are awesome. 
we like the you're awesome stuff yeah. better. It just if you think we suck, at least do it in a humorous <laughs> way that entertains us. Sure, yeah. Uh, I, I prefer the positive stuff, yeah, though. I'm nobody, more of a nobody likes it. I, I don't care what anybody says. No, even if they say we don't care, nobody likes that. But uh, you know, people are people. You're gonna do what you're gonna do. But we appreciate you. Be you. Be honest. We appreciate interaction with yeah. with uh, with everybody. So yeah. Anyway, until the next time, I am. Alex, it's me. Just Al. Just Al, yeah. Hell, if you start calling me Al, that's going to be weird because I don't think you I ever don't, have. No, I don't call you Al. Everyone else called you Al, but everybody I call you else Al. called me Al because, well, for everybody you knew, because that's what Steve called me, and before then, that's what Chris used to always call me, my other best friend. My, my brother and my sister call me Al. My mother always called me Alex. My father called me Alex. They never called me Al. So it was, uh, yeah. I, and it, and work, any other jobs I ever had, it was always Alex. But close friends, you know, people in wrestling and stuff, it was always Al. Maybe I'll just be Al. I'll still say Alex. Well, that's like mm, everyone called me Mona. I don't know. I've never called you that. But you I still think me. it's weird. Yeah, I've never was, called that's you that. What? I got a nickname of was Mona. Yeah, never called you that. I don't think I'm ever going to either. Just and sounds, I won't call you Alex. It just sounds weird. Saying, you know, it just sounds it w- weird. Anyway, <laughs> until next time. It's me. It's Al. X. I just got Paul Simon uh, in my head. Oh you yeah, call you me call Al. me Al. There you have it. There you have it. Should I should. Put that, in the, put that in the middle of this. Splice it in or something. There you go. Anyway, until next time, I am Alex, and I've been joined, as always, by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing wife, the lovely Monique. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast. <laughs>